0: And welcome once again to A Game and Radio, the official of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Turner, speaking with me via virtual distancing. We have none other than fishy sarcasm, Dominic Definition Man, Toronto.
1: You know, last week I wrote down what YapaToy sounds like backwards, but <laughs> I don't have it on me, so I can't go tell you what it is. I well, think it's like,
0: all, the, all the listeners who are listening to us now in the future can go back and listen to an old show in the past and, and fill that in for themselves now in the present.
1: Actually, if I remember, I think it's like, yay to pay
0: yay to pay
1: yay to pay i believe that's what
2: it sounds I'm like. i'm not going to make a racial joke that i made earlier thank you about certain yeah, you races not wanting to pay for things
0: and that would be a uh, very own L-Man jenny
2: good evening keeping it pc so on, you know it's the way to be
0: so on this week's show we have another jay vernelly segment uh man, jenny feldy reviews the to be original film titanic 666 yeah. Uh, senior correspondent Charlie Saladino has a sit-down discussion with the entire cast, well, most of the cast of the indie film *The One*, and also mm. from the WinterCon. Senior correspondent Charlie Saladino, and I believe you were part of that too. El jenny fell the interview cosplayer Barbie Chula. Yeah. So, but before we do any of that, let's take it away with the news. It's morphin' time. The news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of sci-fi.radio. That's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. So all the fine folks of the Big Apple Con, in which we are the official radio show of celebrating 26 years of comic and pop culture stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. Their next convention is scheduled for December of the 17th. Of the 17th? December 17th. The 17th of December is the Big Apple Christmas Con. So we're going to be talking about that many, many times from now on until that comes up. Hmm. And we got the shoutouts for So for the
1: next eight months,
0: <laughs> yes.
2: How many vaccinations will we need by then? Like twenty-seven. All of
0: them. All of them. There's all of them.
1: Oh, you need you know all, all the vaccine.
0: Yeah, exactly. All of them. So although didn't I mean, you hear
1: today? Like apparently, Fauci said there's no more pandemic. It's over.
0: Oh, what? I know that. <clears throat> yeah. But I have no to get shout outs. But before we yeah. get into that, we have to get out of the shout outs. Shout out, out to Patreon. Fauci. <laughs> he doesn't. He's not a Patreon. He could be, wow. but he's not. We got a shout out for our Patreons, of which they're on Danny Grillo, Waterwing Director Jared Brill, Kyle Horn, Millie Portez, Newsday Famous Dresden Media, Unchikun, Shadow Rabbit Art, The Huracan, Yasmin Ray, and Rosa. If you want to get your own little shout out, go to www.cameforreal.com. There's a button on there, it takes you right to our Patreon page. Just for a dollar a month, you can get a shout out on our show. All right, so let's see. We only have one bit of sad news this week, like we had much uh, last week. One bit of sad news. Actor Robert Morse. M-O-R-S-E, died recently from heart failure. While I, Mark Torres, best known him for his portrayal of Howler, the dog who reminded me of the Marx Brothers in 25 episodes of the 80s Pound Puppies cartoon series, Robert appeared in numerous movies and TV shows such as The Matchmaker, Cardinal, Quick, Before It Melts, Oh Dad, Poor Dad, Mamas, Hung You in the Closet, I'm Feeling So Sad, How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying, Where Were You?, when the lights went out, the boat nicks, the emperor new clothes, the man who shook the hand of Vincent Fernandez, Donald Trump, the art of the deal, the movie, That's Life, the first Easter Rabbit, the stingiest man in town, Munchie Cheese, the cartoon, Call the Girl Murders, City of Angels, Mad Men, Teen Titans Go, and The People vs. O.J. Simpson, American Crime Story, just named a few. So apparently he was a really serious actor. He wanted to be a cartoon voice. It's so wild that that's the same guy. Well, we
2: all have different yeah. sides of us, Mark.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess acting is acting.
2: I'm a serious Anything actor but on this show, the show. We got to keep it light, you know.
0: All right, fair enough. So, um, uh, I, I, I know I shouldn't ask old man Danny Philly, Should I ask, or should I keep it moving? You should carefully keep it moving. Uh you're in Ronald why
1: do you even go to her on these because sometimes
0: (laughs) sometimes she'll she'll have a surprise and be like yes there's a few people that i've heard of in my day and i
1: don't even mean that meanly to jen i mean it's just clearly (laughs) obvious she doesn't know
2: you know i don't pay attention to people's names well that's the thing like i know a lot of people but unless i like look them up i just uh i don't know i don't know the names
1: Oh, so it's, you just don't do, you do what I do. Just cheat and Google him as he says it. Yeah,
2: I know, I know. I should I should probably do that. But, you know, I like the news to be a surprise, so I get real reactions. Mm. But, uh,
0: they, you know I No, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to move on. <laughs> I, no, no. Yeah,
2: go ahead. Wait no, a minute.
0: Ahead. I actually have
1: things to say about oh, this man. Oh, all right. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Not surprised. You
1: ready? Yes. I'm ready. Like this okay. man, San <laughs> yes, I am familiar with his work, most notably when he was... Um, playing what character on Mad Men. Not Sterling Cooper. Um, yeah, definitely definitely recognize and know his work from there. And he's it was said that on the set he was constantly telling people, like, you know, I was in how to see how to succeed in business without really trying. He was also a very good song and dance man.
0: Yeah, it's it's it's, it's true acting. That's so crazy in my mind. Yeah. You know, he's he's a very non typecast actor. Uh, but he also did a cartoon voice. And I'm like, oh, this cartoon voice dying!" And I'm like, holy crap, he's on all his other stuff. It's amazing.
1: So, look, so did Ed Asner.
0: That's very true. You're, you are correct.
1: The best J. Jonah Jameson ever.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah, Hitler. Hitler was in a hit cartoon series, too. I bet you wouldn't have expected that.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm curious. i well, that just came out of nowhere. But I'm not. So I'm going to move on. He was 90 okay. years old. Sure, sure. Hitler was Let's a painter. after the show. Yeah, um, that
2: too, and a vegan.
0: That that I actually knew. He was a painter. Yeah, he, was, uh, he was. I do he, he
1: was definitely a vegetarian. I don't know if he was a vegan.
0: Oh, I heard a of, vegan. Oh. I don't think
1: veganism nope. was,
0: was, <laughs> the so thing I was. See, I was going to do that, and there I'm was. like, nope. I'm going to stay on track this time. Stay on so, track. Moving on.
1: How's that working out for you, Mark?
0: Not very well at all. Yeah, <laughs> moving so, on. You know, why you <laughs> even try? I don't know. So <laughs> that's it for the sad news. We're going to get back on track to the not as sad news. Mm. Uh, from the well what did you think would happen department netflix's nothing good has dropped a significant amount due to the unexpected report of its first quarterly loss of subscribers in over a decade what makes it unexpected is that they had originally projected a gain of 2.5 million subscribers turns out that, despite gaining five hundred thousand new subscribers, the company lost roughly seven hundred thousand subscribers mm. when they stopped streaming in Russia as a protest of the ongoing war in Ukraine in pan- panicked to try to recoup its losses, Netflix signaled plans to crack down on password sharing as the company estimates that one hundred million households, including more than thirty million in the United States and Canada, are sharing accounts as well as quote-unquote exploring running an ad-supported version executives say <clears throat> account sharing is not a new thing we're working on how to monetize sharing remember these are 100 million households that already are choosing to view netflix they love the service we just got to get paid the company yeah. is also experimenting with two paid sharing features features two paid sharing features in chile uh costa rica and peru that are aimed at persuading existing customers sharing to start paying small sums of up to three dollars uh a extra name
2: yeah that's interesting well first of all sharing is caring so you know netflix come on sharing is caring
0: all right sharing
1: yeah sharing is caring that's how it goes
0: i just was shocked that Well, first of all, they went from thinking they were going to get 2.5 million, and they only got 500,000 people. That's crazy. But then the fact that they lost 700,000 people by shooting themselves in the foot and saying, hey, you're not going to watch our product. Why are they surprised that the numbers went down?
2: Yeah, none of this is that surprising. I think they should do what Tubi does, you know, with the streamers. If Tubi has like a locked box; you have to like put your social security number in just to watch their films.
0: <laughs> you really um,
2: I know because <laughs> this one reviewing. So if Tubi can figure it out, I'm sure Netflix could too.
0: What What are your thoughts there, Dominic? Well,
1: first off, it reminds me of something that a wise man named Obi Wan Kenobi said: "You have become the very thing you swore to destroy." <laughs> I mean essentially they're basically complaining about like you know what cable companies did you're stealing cable. You know they're saying like well you're stealing our service but they give you the option to have more than like multiple accounts playing at the same time. Correct? You know so if I'm paying your rate for that then
0: what's the problem? I do I know heard. that there is a limit. Hmm. I think it's I think it's 4. So like if you're having five different things at the same time one of them can't play. 4 but still, I'm
2: just people saying, you know, like, like four wives makes sense,
1: you know,
2: each like if, wife, I each wife give
1: you, Netflix, if I were to <laughs> give you an account on my Netflix, right, and you log in and watch it, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm doing stuff within their guidelines, which would they allow me to do,
0: right? So you think Plus, they quite should frankly, not I want to that? do that because
1: when my dad used to watch Netflix, he screwed it up all the time.
0: Oh right, because you you're, you're watching stuff and then the other person watched it and then they. Oh yeah, yeah okay. I got it. Do you well, know how much World War II stuff grandma. it recommends yeah. to me now?
2: <laughs> yeah. Why did the Why did the grandparents like war? I was just saying that my grandma finds the Titanic too depressing, but she loves the Holocaust. And her Netflix queue is like the worst, horrible, most horrible thing I've ever seen. It old is the people love
1: World War II stuff.
2: I'm Whoa. not going to be old one then ever.
1: There comes a certain point in a man's life where you must decide, will you become a World War II aficionado or start buying a, a smoker and smoking meat?
2: I like the smoking meat part that I can get down with.
1: I'm down with the smoking meat myself. I already yeah. spent like 39 that, years learning about World War II. So this <laughs> is
2: why I identify as a dad.
0: Moving on. I'm doing my best here. From the...
1: I'm doing my best too to destroy your I'm best. I'm not.
0: Yeah, yeah. From the... That's a lot of nuts! Department. That's the a lot, new lot of nuts. Yes, the new anime of film, The Bad Guys, has taken the number one spot. Is this boring you, Dan?
2: No, it's not boring me at all. I'm just next to someone who yawns a lot. I'm sorry, radio people. It's like loudest yawning I've ever heard and
1: witnessed in my life. So wait, are you yawning? Or no, the I'm not next yawning.
2: The person next to me doesn't how to yawn quietly. I
1: see. So it's interesting yeah. that the person next to you is yawning, but you're not yawning.
2: Not at all. I'm here. Yeah,
0: the new one in the NFL you could be a psychopath. God has taken the number one spot in the domestic box office, pulling in $23.9 million in ticket sales, knocking off the new Sonic sequel, which made an additional $15 million in its third week of release. The new Nick Cage film, which I remember Dominic definition Man's final said he wanted to see, uh, came in at number five with only $7 million. Uh, for those keeping track, the new Batman film, which is still the highest grossing film of 2020, made $367 million, followed by the second third Spider-Man film with $231 million. Keep in mind that Spider-Man is still the high-schooling film of last year 2021 and the bad guys comes in at number 14 so L and jenny Philly, have you managed to see the batman yet
2: no i just heard a lot of dollar signs coming out i was like damn that's a lot of money that i don't have in my pocket i just heard money okay i just heard money and there's nothing with me involved so that's all i heard the whole
0: time sorry <laughs> and no i didn't see it. did you finish uh batman there uh, dominic does the man Sperano?
1: I did, and it was glorious because I could start and stop it whenever I wanted. (laughs) I took as many bathroom breaks as I liked. It was awesome.
0: I got to say, it was was a very non-Batman, I think I mentioned this last time, it was a very non-Batman, Batman Batman film. Um, It didn't seem to fit with the rest of the DCU, but then again, I don't think they know what the hell they're doing anymore, so I think they just gave up.
1: Well, look, if you were to try and make it fit into the DC um, cinematic universe... The Dark Knight trilogy doesn't fit in either.
0: Yeah, but that's you know, the old that's... one. So now we're, we're, we're with the Batman, right? Uh, uh, ben Affleck no, one,
1: but the, unless uh, yeah, but Robert at Patterson the time goes up into B. Could be <laughs> Ben Affleck. Yeah, but at the time, the Dark Knight trilogy was happening as they were beginning with Man of Steel. Right. So they did. They made no effort to try and tie that Batman world into the greater.
0: True. Um, mm-hmm. You know.
1: So I'm I'm not really shocked by it. I mean, even within the comics, Batman kind of has his own particular universe. They'll have like major plot point things going on in other comics in DC, but they'll kind of keep Batman. They'll bring Batman into it, but they kind of keep whatever's going in, in the Batman world in, right. separate. Separate. So I dug the suit. I dug the gauntlets. Um, kind of disappointed in the Batmobile, honestly. Yeah, well, it was cool, the, the but it best. was kind of like, eh, like you know, it, it was cool, but not great. Thought um, Colin Farrell was did a really good job. So did um, uh, Zoe Kravitz. Although well, Robin Patt, I, I think all the acting was good. I think it was more like the story being a little, a little lacking hmm. in terms of Batmanness.
0: Right. It, it, if if it wasn't Batman, I think it still would have played the same. That's my. You
1: could have really substituted almost. Any um, I'm superhero, fired. like you could have put the question into that movie and made it a question movie, right? Um, any detective movie, it could have been, right? Almost. That's that's all the same with the exception of non- the
0: action scenes. Well, yeah, we don't say non-dan and film. So, but speaking if of you, comics,
1: if you would have said it in eighteen ninety London, you could have made it a, a, <laughs> a Sherlock Holmes
0: movie. Right, fair enough. So uh, speaking of comics, also from the
3: that's a lot of nuts
0: department. What kind of nuts? Uh, Nuts is a cash. (laughs) A copy of the first Captain America comic, which hits newsstands way back in December of 1940, sold at auction for $3.1 million. The copy, graded at a 9.4, makes the fourth highest price paid ever for a comic book at an auction. Auctioneer says, every time I looked up at the comic portion of of the session, a new record was falling. And with comic books, the trend continued. Now we knew that this was a selection of truly exceptional material, and we're thrilled that bidders agree with that. What would you do with three point one million dollars comic books, Dominic? We, we, you remember when we were talking about one million dollars comic books?
1: Right. Um, more or less, put in a vault. Stare at it. You know. You, like, wait, you
0: would stare at the vault.
1: Yeah, basically, All stare right. at the vault knowing that it's on the other side you know (laughs) like it's the same we've brought this up before it's the same question of like what do you do with million dollar pieces of art most people what they end up doing is they you know you wouldn't do this with a comic book but you would hire someone to create a replica but it's legit like it's not a it's not going to get passed off as the real thing so it's not a forgery and they usually when people do that they put in a slight imperfection to know that it's a for it's a replica and you hang Mm -hmm. the replica and you keep the other one in storage one there's an argument that the entire art industry is propped up as a way of doing non-denominational currency for illegal um, enterprises and you can almost say with comic books of of the golden age going for so much money you could do the same thing
0: so what do you think there uh elman and jenny philby
2: i would just sell it because yolo (laughs)
1: you <laughs> turn it into an <laughs> nft and sell it
2: <laughs> i mean the pandemic just ended but we're probably going to go into a war there's always some type of crisis going on so I'll just yeah just sell it. oh yeah turn to an nft uh, yeah But I'm, you know me how i feel about nft's i i'm not engaging with that world i don't know i gonna saw something make, the
1: other the other day see, like, a like a headline
2: monkeys people
1: the <laughs> nft's of the latest what? get rich quick scheme
0: in yeah, my mm-hmm. Yeah, but so people are, with, but people are paying for it so um, um rubes <laughs> so moving on from the it's either bigger or smaller than you think department oh this could go
1: really wrong man yeah. the streaming
0: numbers are in for batman's first week on hbo max and it turns out that 4.1 million households watch the film making it a new high in their streaming service To put things into perspective, Zack Snyder's Justice League was watched by 2.2 million households, and while considered a success, it is said to be on par with One Woman Part 2. Keep in mind that household numbers do not reflect the amount of people in said households, nor the actual revenue that translates into. It's just the households had it turned on. So Dominic was one of those uh, 4.1 million households. Mm -hmm. As a household yes you are you are a household i'm a household
2: <laughs> what is the household it held you with a batman movie that's true
0: i'm a dog i'm just curious like how are they translating what a household is to money like they keep on saying oh you know we got 4.1 million households but what does that actually mean
1: well i mean at least it means that they have 4.1 million subscriptions
0: not necessarily, because you can have. Oh, well, I guess. Huh. I guess so. If you think about it, yeah. So yeah, someone thousand. has
1: to have a subscription.
0: So yeah, I guess one subscription per household. Yeah, I Less guess that likely, makes sense. Roughly,
1: it gives you at least a flexible number to to gauge how many people are buying the service.
0: But isn't that worse than ticket sales? Like, because the ticket sales each individual person.
1: Yeah, but as well, it so already it's, made its money in the ticket sales, so it did. they're smart. <laughs> one would assume they're smarter in doing this now, in that as opposed to how they were putting it out concurrently, where they have their 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 run at the box office
0: right at the same then, time that they put it not, out
1: and then it you know it spends its six weeks to eight weeks in the in the box office, and then goes right. to HBO Max. They're faster with it than Disney Plus.
0: Well, because Disney Plus doesn't need to do it. <laughs> Disney has other stuff.
1: Well, Disney's Disney, yes. Um, so moving Disney on, has your childhood for hostage?
0: <laughs> Not so, my childhood. Oh, uh, that's right. Are you a Disney fan? There, uh, there, Gene Elman, Jenny Hill? I always felt too old for it. There's a few movies I think
2: I probably like, but I remember protesting to see The Lion King and I brought a book with me and I read my book in the theater during Lion King.
0: In the dark? Like,
2: I had some special light. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. It just felt very childish, even when I was like five. I don't know. It was very weird. I don't know. But so Disney got never got its little mitts on me.
0: I've always had an issue with The Lion King. I hate that movie so much. with was a passion.
2: I Yeah. Even <laughs> before I got in the theater, I'm like, oh, come on, guys.
0: Uh, so uh, we should turn on. this
1: into a, a new podcast. Mark hates pop culture.
2: No, yeah. If you like it, know.
1: Mark is gonna hate it.
0: Right. Not necessarily.
2: Not necessarily. Not yeah. necessarily.
1: So, Mark Torres.
2: So,
0: <laughs> moving on
1: from the. Do we <laughs> that really? The Lion King was good, but it was no Pootie Tang.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love Pootie Tang. Ha <laughs>
0: ha! Validation.
2: Yeah, that uh-huh. was a great one. Oh my God, life changing.
0: See? You know, I, I've mentioned this before, but I actually think they should bring Pootie Tang back with Blank Man and Meteor Man and oh, have a, a cinematic okay. universe. I actually that tweeted. Blank
2: it. Man and Pootie Tang? Oh, yeah, the, th- yes. the three of them
0: together. I actually had That's tweeted that to Robert Townsend and he liked it.
2: That's <laughs> an excellent idea. Who wouldn't like it?
0: See? Um, All right, someone should do it. So moving on from yeah, on. the Do we really need more subscription based services department? Mm-hmm. Zest World has announced that they have secured over $9 million in funding and are looking to create a publishing and distribution platform for a newly assembled stable of veteran popular comic creators, giving them, quote, "...substantial compensation and the opportunity to publish original comics via newsletter subscriptions on their own schedules, adapt works into media and formats, and refrain complete ownership rights to their properties." Uh, In addition to plans to offer artists a variety of support services, including business management, online community, digital publishing, virtual events, and rights management, as well as guidance in releasing NFTs, Um, executives say In recent years, the comic book industry has boomed, producing global hits on a scale unprecedented in the history of entertainment. Contrast its enormous popularity and franchise value with the livelihood of creators who invented the beloved characters that dominate our culture. It is time we equip this community with its own dedicated platform specifically tailored to the comics medium and its fans. As a comic book uh, publisher, Dominic Diffner's Masterano, what do you think Mm. of that?
1: I'm for anything that helps the creators. And I'm looking at Zestworld now, and they got a couple of names on here, including Amanda Conner and Jimmy Palmiotti. So, you know, if Jimmy likes it and thinks it's worth doing.
0: <laughs> if Jimmy likes saying, it, then you got the Jimmy stamp approval.
1: <laughs> kind of, yeah. Like, not that I looked at, you know, the Palmiotti's for all my guidance and everything in comics, but, you know, he's certainly a very pro creator person. Right. And if he feels that it's worth his time to do, I would say it's probably worth any independence time.
0: Okay. So, oh man, Jenny Felder, do you think, uh, as a content creator yourself, do we need another uh, avenue for content creators, especially in comics?
2: You know what? I don't really know. But if I have to say, but I guess I'll just say sure.
0: <laughs> All right.
2: <laughs> I'll say sure. No, <laughs> why not?
0: Fair enough. Fair enough.
2: As long as it's spearheaded by Elon Musk, and and it's on and it's big on MySpace, then I'm in. <laughs> it's on MySpace.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Um, so moving on to the last bit of news. Rock on, Elon. From the... <laughs> okay. What do you have to say now, department? DC Comics has announced that it plans to celebrate Pride Month, which is in June. For those of you who don't know, care, or weren't paying attention for that matter. With a huge range of content, from new characters to updated stories about existing ones, to which none other than Kevin Conroy, who is arguably hands down the voice of Batman in animated and video game form, will tell his own quote-unquote personal story titled Finding Batman. DC Editor says... 2022 marks the 30 years of Batman the animated series so it felt only right to honor Kevin Conroy the voice of Batman from multiple generations we were floored when he delivered a deeply moving personal story so beyond my initial reaction of holy revelation Batman due to the content due to the current culture of misrepresentation do we now have to have Kevin not do the voice anymore because the character of Batman isn't gay this is exactly hmm. what I mean when I say that it shouldn't matter what the performer is, as long as they're best for the role. Yes,
2: I agree, hundred percent. It's called acting, not being.
1: Dominic, um, you grew up at yeah. the
0: Batman time, right?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And Kevin Conroy is the the
0: Batman. So now that like, I, did you, did you, know, you did you know did you know I know he that he Kevin Conroy was gay? Yes. Yeah, no, I've known for that for a while. I just found that out. So does that change the his performance of Batman? Should he now not voice it?
1: No, oh, of course not. He should you always be Batman. I think they should dub Kevin Conroy's voice for every live
0: action. <laughs> <laughs> I think that
1: instantly makes every Batman better.
0: He is... I mean, I remember I was at a convention when i heard the there was a a sneak preview of the first episode of batman animated series and when he did the transition from batman to bruce wayne it -hmm. blew my mind that no other person had ever thought to do two different voices right and then he did such a great performance throughout all the years and they keep on having him come back and he does the video games and he does all this and me finding out that he's getting like "Hmm, all right cool (laughs) just keep it moving but
1: well, like, it doesn't matter that Mark Hamill isn't a psychopathic killer. So,
0: that's that's true too.
1: You know, he, he doesn't actually wear Joker makeup and Joker makeup and kill people. So, you know, again, so, you're right. I mean the whole co- the whole argument of representation is that they felt that there were too many straight actors taking roles of gay characters and winning Oscars for it when many gay actors couldn't find work to save their lives.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So the question now is, as as we've discussed this many times, not as something new information has come out about the actor. Like when you found out, did that make a difference for you, Dominic? No. Okay. So so Jenny Feldy, L man, Jenny As as you say, I, it's called being, not acting. <laughs> no, it's well, called I acting. Think, acting, not. I not being.
2: think before they have anyone do any role, if the if the character is gay. They have to put a little sensor on the men's member to see how gay they are, and if they're past like the forty-nine percent mark, then you know, you know, we can just we can do tests and make sure that the actors are at least kind of close to who they're being, because we're being nowadays not
0: acting. So you <laughs> we
2: can come up that, with a testing
0: system. I think it be can
2: be done. I, it's hard; scanner. it's a hard job, but we can do it.
0: It should be a scanner. Is that what you're saying? All actors should be under a scanner. Is that what you're <laughs> trying to say? She's that essentially <laughs> like
1: advocating for
2: As Well, I mean, listen, the whole like vaccination tracking system might not be panning out. I don't know if they're going to be tracking us to the point where I thought they should. Um, so now we can do this and try to make up for, you know, Fauci's plan failing.
0: Now you are, uh, you've been but talking and turn. promoting um, <laughs> Bloody Nun 3.
2: yes i have and guess what guess who's a reverend i am
0: are you an actual reverend
2: i actually am i can marry you if you want mark so so
0: that means that you are allowed yes after work not before (laughs) (laughs) are you allowed (laughs) to play a reverend if you were not a reverend
2: according to my rules no (laughs) no if i'm producing everything absolutely not you better become a reverend right now if you want to play this role (laughs) but i I also am a nun did you know that so uh yeah
0: wait so you're a reverend and a nun in the movie and a nun
2: yeah no no i'm
0: just reverend mother superior
2: (laughs) yeah no i'm not a nun but i might become one soon I'm going to talk to my boyfriend about that. Is back. that
0: method acting because you are a blood, bloody nun you want to be a nun? <laughs> I'm
2: just so inspired by all the nuns that I met. <laughs> I was just like, you know, maybe I could be like one of you one day.
0: So I, I, I think the idea that there should be representation is correct. There should be more representation in the properties, in the behind the scenes, in all of the, the Hollywood that's being made. But this particular representation of only Black people doing Black voice characters, only mm-hmm. Asians doing Asians, um, I think that is the height of ridiculousness. It is. Tell it to Hank Azaria. And exactly. He, he, he stepped down because after yeah. all these years, he felt that it was uh, misrepresenting the Indian culture so for so for in that case and and as we know the internet is is a is a wild, crazy beast and as and as i found out uh Kevin Conroy, due to this article coming out, many people did not know and have started attacking him, but they still don't be like, "Oh well, you know, I'm still gonna watch Batman, you know what I'm saying right. like." where's where's the logic where's the line it just doesn't make any sense to me
2: yeah humans are not
0: logical
1: that's true (laughs) fair enough Fair that's that's correct um i don't know why anyone would be attacking kevin conroy
0: because that's what that's what the
1: gay haters you mean batman's (laughs) gay it's like no batman (laughs) the character is not gay just the gentleman who's been voicing him for your entire life (laughs) is and that's okay yeah, right, he
2: wouldn't have gone to theater school if he wasn't. So, so
0: I think that this, as actually, far as I know,
1: too, he's been he's been out for decades.
0: I did not know. Like I said, openly I know. out. But remember, the thing is, is that he didn't feel the need to announce it. It was just a thing, and we kept them moving. I, because I, like yeah, I said, I, I guess so. it didn't.
1: I get the feeling that he was. I, I look. I don't know his personal story of when he came out, but, um. From what I remember hearing, I don't think he ever was really closeted, so I got the feeling that for him, it was kind of like um uh that that mentalist um debunker that um was it John James Edwards? Randy. no James Randy, oh okay, right. He was always out to his friends, his family, his loved one loved ones he never hid or said he wasn't gay but it, it you know it came out that he was gay and he's like well I've always I've never hid that I was gay he just didn't also make it a major part of his public persona that he was gay. All right, fair enough. That's so that's why well, it had nothing to do with what his work was and in some ways Kevin Conroy being gay has nothing to do with his work as an actor
0: or voice actor. Exactly, but mm-hmm. and we have less than a less than a minute so it's just weird how this has now been a thing as, as it is and it should actually be a good defense for keeping people doing roles that they aren't necessarily are. Yeah. So with uh, less than a minute to go, uh, Jenny Feldy, do you have a final thought for us?
2: Oh, love thy neighbor, whether man or woman or a pan, love thy neighbor, love thyself,
0: and floss thy teeth. <laughs> I think man's <that's> nice <sighs> Ronald. Take it home.
1: Uh, Kevin Conroy is the best Batman ever.
0: Alright, so with that we're going to take our break and we'll be right back with James on the radio.
2: Yeah. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com
3: My neural net processor is linked to sci-fi dot radio. It's sci-fi for my Wi-Fi. The more I listen, the more I learn.
2: Now, back to our show.
3: Hey, this is Jay and Lee, and we're here to talk about movies, music, TV, and what's going on in our part of the world. Today, we're going to talk about my uncle's wedding.
4: That's right. Your uncle got married. Mm-hmm. So, uh, tell us a little bit about the wedding, where it was, and... Um What you did there.
3: Well, it was in Brooklyn at a bank. Yes, it was at a bank.
4: A converted bank, yes. (laughs) Called the Whalen, yes.
3: Yeah, it was at a bank and...
4: Across the street from Peter Luger's, where apparently one of your uncle's friends had gotten a hamburger there on a Sunday, which is apparently Sunday burgers at Peter Luger's, happens to be very good. (laughs) And your grandfather was able to get one as well.
3: <laughs> we should have got one.
4: We should have, unfortunately we didn't get that chance.
3: We should have got one after the wedding. <laughs>
4: we should have. That would have that been, been
3: a great idea. But
4: the place was packed at that point, so
3: well it was like two AM, I think it would have been.
4: I don't even know if they were open at that point. Did mean, really? It was we two AM was No, midnight. it was like
3: midnight. Yeah. yeah. It might have been open still. Probably.
4: Anyway, so tell us a little bit about what you, we did there. I was in the wedding party, of course.
3: <laughs> the of course mm-hmm. um i sort of just hung around with the kids and then like my family that i don't get to see very often i got to see my favorite cousin oh that was awesome
4: cousin wendy
3: yeah all right. all
4: right you know what's funny is that she told me she's like only me and my brothers introduce people as their na- as their formal name like if they're Cousin Wendy, or Uncle Jim, or, <laughs> you know, or great-grandpa this, you know? Yeah. We're always saying, like, this is cousin this and cousin that. But I yeah. feel like, really, we only say, this is cousin Wendy, because... We <laughs> because
3: do... everyone knows her as cousin Wendy.
4: Exactly. They're always like, oh, who's that girl? I'm like, cousin, cousin Wendy. Wendy.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so funny. But anyway, what... Um, it was in a bank. hmm And you got to see us walk down the aisle. Yeah. In our custom tuxedos.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. We Okay, so everyone got to walk down with a song. And first came the flower girl, right? And my uncle has... Wait, wait the
4: flower girl didn't come first. The flower came before the your aunt.
3: Yeah. Um, <laughs> whatever, they walked down the aisle. So my cousin Fiona and my baby cousin Rocky were supposed to come down as the flower girls, right? Yep. So... Their song starts playing, and right before they start walking out, we hear ah from Rocky.
4: That's really. <laughs> I just said scream; they of actually screamed. Yeah, like, I, yeah. That's funny. So
3: basically, she screamed, and then
4: the song, the song
3: "Baby Shark" started playing. So it was like ah dun, 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 dun.
4: <laughs> That's so funny, Baby Shark, right?
3: Yeah. And it was the funniest thing, because then once she actually hit the uh you know, floor? the floor and started walking. <laughs> yeah. Uh she was perfectly fine and calm. And she wound up going to my brother at first. So my brother was holding Rocky.
4: Right. Riley was <laughs> holding Rocky and he was basically um holding her the whole time. She'd like lay and stuff, you know? Yeah. That was pretty funny, right? Mhm. That's cool. So what else did you like the food? Did you like the The dance? food was
3: good. Every I saw so many I saw like one person get like six plates of food.
4: <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. What, like what kind of food though? Like the um uh, sushi. Oh, the six plates of sushi, yeah. right? Yes, that's pretty funny. We it got- was
3: it was fun though. Like my uncle has like the nicest friends.
4: Yeah, they're very From all nice. over
3: the world. They're the best. I love them.
4: Right. He has friends from Hong Kong mm-hmm. and Singapore and Germany and I think uh, I don't know if there's Russia in there. But you know, whatever. The, it's, it, yeah, it's and,
3: awesome. Singapore and
4: Right, yeah, a lot of good friends there and Hong well, Kong. Yeah. One of the songs uh, of the night was Mr. Bright Side.
3: <laughs> okay, so when that came on, a bunch of like my uncle's friends or just like just men. Went into a circle.
4: A Whole bunch of guys, for like a, a circle, whole. Yes. It just
3: it went into a perfect circle and started screaming, "Mr. Brightside." And when it, it, as soon as it went, "Mr." It said, "Mr. Brightside" in the song. They all put their arm up and sang it like. <laughs> Like
4: it was nobody's business, right? It was yeah, a, it
3: was it was the best. It was hilarious. It was a
4: great bar song, it's a great uh party song. Yep. It happened to be one of the themes of uh, actually at the K Flay concert that weekend yeah. we went to, right?
3: <laughs> yep, it was on there too. So that's
4: so that was good. So you had a great time at the wedding, you happy for them and everything?
3: Yeah, it was. It was awesome.
4: That's so cool.
3: Mm-hmm. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay connected.
2: Now, back to our show.
5: This is Charlie Saladino from Came from the radio. I am here with the amazing cast of The One, the movie premiere that I was just at. And we're going to send this uh, little recorder around the table, and everybody's going to introduce themselves. Go! Hi there, I'm Wilhelm Anderson I played Mordecai
0: Hi, I'm Molly McCaskill, I played Jenny
5: I'm Benjamin Culpepper I played David wow. Hi, my name's Mike Ralph and I played The Cop and
2: I played the pilot. Hello,
5: I'm the director, Sarah Martin. Alright uh, guys, this is an amazing movie. And uh I just want you two to know. Will and Molly, is that it? Yeah. I want you to know. You did such a good job. I really hate you, the both of you. Oh <laughs> yes, yeah, but no, I'm I'm kidding. Uh how was it to um work with uh this lady over here, Sarah? Oh man, it was it was awesome. Uh, honestly, like a lot of uh, a lot of what we did was just let's get the camera rolling, um, and you know, we just uh, uh, we did a lot of it kind of as we went. You know, like the the um, you know the script was written out for us and everything, but we also added a lot into the movie as we went, which was great. Um, and it's just it's so much fun working with someone that's open to that kind of thing.
2: I totally agree to all of that. Ditto. She she's the best. She
6: was great. She let us experiment. She let us have fun. It was it was such an awesome experience. You're awesome, Sarah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
5: All right, Benjamin. Here's here's the here's the question for you. Do you normally walk into stalls where people are? You know? Do you (laughs) know? You know, I've never done it before, uh, but just so happened the one time I do. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> and it's so great you did it when you were filming it. It's in the movie. I, You, Mike, the cop, you have a long, uh, a long scene in here. And I was kind of disappointed because, you know, of what happened. No spoilers. But uh, anyway, how was your experience on this film? Uh, My experience was awesome. Uh, Sarah set the plate so completely that I just just found my way in and it was one, two, three and we're done. And that's the way that she works. Just set it up, made it clear, and it was really awesome. And I'm hoping for a sequel when I come back from the dead. Maybe. It's possible. The cop. No, the return of the cop. You know. Zombie cop. Zombie cop.
6: It
5: could be called the zombie one after everybody comes back. You were such a great pilot. You flew that plane amazingly. How was your experience? Well, I had to study how to fly a plane for months
0: after and it, it was a tough role. I had to research it and everything. And I had to be a ledge, which was totally out of character for me. But Sarah helped me with that
5: and she told me this is what you have to say this is what you have to do and it was a beautiful thing I, I gotta say I gotta say you you all were awesome in the movie I love the movie and uh, it was it was an amazing movie I want to go around the table I want people to know you give everybody your social media uh, honestly as far as my social media goes I haven't used it in a while. I I I think it's die Wilhelm, uh, on my Instagram. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's German for the Wilhelm. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exact. Well, you know, it's it's spelled the s- it's like doing and doing. It's spelled the same.
6: Hi, I'm Molly. You can follow
2: me on Instagram and TikTok at Molly Like the Drug. Drug is D R G G.
5: I have TikTok too. Uh, Benjamin Culpepper and you can follow me on Instagram at Benjamin.Culpepper that's C-U-L-P-E-P-P-E-R <laughs> yeah uh, I'm on Instagram at M-R-A-L-F-F 1 Ralph 1 so follow me there
2: uh, Sarah Martin, Silent Envy Productions Productions.com.
5: everybody thank you so much for this and uh, this is charlie saladino and back to you mark in the studio
1: ever wanted to enter the world of comics but didn't know where to start worry not true believers we at the comic book school may just have the answer to your questions Created by comics veteran Buddy Scalera, Comic Book School is a free online educational resource that helps rising creators learn the craft and business of making comics through resources like forums, interviews, publication opportunities, publisher guidelines, and step-by-step blog posts. For more info, please visit our site at www.comicbookschool.com. Be sure to join our forums and follow us on social media while you're there. We'll see you on the message boards.
2: Now, back to our show.
5: This is Charlie Saladino and...
2: Oh man, we're at WinterCon with Barbie Chula. And
5: let me tell you something. Barbie Chula, I have known this young lady for like years and she keeps getting better and better and better every year with this cosplay stuff. You have to see, you're going to have to look at the pictures on our Facebook page when I post them, but you have to see the outfit she has now out of this world. Bobby. how are you?
6: Good. How are you guys?
5: Uh, we're, all, we're all good. Now, what made you think of this
6: so basically i like sci-fi i never did a cyborg cosplay so i just invented a character that was half human half robot i had the mask custom made for me and i made the outfit completely from scratch and i call it a cyborg so that's why i wanted to do something new
5: you are gaining so much notoriety at the cons you're getting your own stations you're getting a Uh, Recently, you were um, featured at what con?
6: Uh, I did so many, New Jersey AuraCon, Garden State Fest, uh, um, yeah, lots of it. I don't think I remember. Uh, Next one is going to be also New Jersey AuraCon again. Eternal Con, uh, Brooklyn Con, Brooklyn AuraCon, and Palooza, California. So yeah, lots of it, lots of it. And what is it that you do that makes you feel the best? Why do you keep doing this? What feels good? I think uh, the originality. Uh, I do my own thing. I make my own costumes, my own makeup. And uh, I like to make always new characters. from so i like completely, I use my imagination. And that's why I think it's what makes me different. Because it's my my imagination. They go crazy and I make things like this.
5: Bobby, um, let me ask you something. Um, because I know you. And I know when you go into Bobby's room, yeah. there's a lot of special little friends there. Oh, yeah. You you have a lot of scary dolls, don't you?
6: Yes, I do collect um, expensive dolls a replica from movies, and um, uh, I buy them from the scary closet, and they make dolls from the movies. So that's why I buy them from there. And sometimes it's sign from the actors that make that movie. So it's a very pretty collection. Yeah.
5: Now this is this is uh, this is the ultimate for me this is like one of the best I've ever seen Uh, what's next for you
6: next one is gonna be in April in uh, New Jersey, Arakan, and I'm doing something crazy. I cannot reveal it yet, but you're definitely going to see it on my social media. So it's going to be something that you've never seen before. Okay. Jen, any more questions? Goodbye. Well, super eye-catching, and any
2: diet secrets you have, because you obviously are pretty fit. So any anything you do to stay in
6: shape, what do you do? Basically, I... Bike every day. Oh, of course when it's not raining and snowing. <laughs> I do a lot of running. I live in the, across the central park, so I go running in central park, biking, skating, and I try to be healthy. <laughs> Secret
5: is. Jen is a nutritionist, and she's amazing, so uh, you both have, have that thing going.
6: I like to know people's secret health
2: yeah. tips, because you can't just eat anything to be fitting into these and maybe taking these beautiful pictures. Well, I don't know if a beautiful is the word, but... No, they are beautiful, but they're more than beautiful. Beautiful is trite. They, they are really uh, unique, phenomenal, interesting, remarkable, uh, memorable.
6: Yeah.
5: So, Bobby, let us uh, let everybody who listens to our radio show know where they can see how beautiful you are, how talented you are as a cosplayer. Get all out of your social
6: media. So it's a Barbichula Noisi everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, you name it. Everywhere say name Barbichula noisy. Bobby
5: Chula, thank you so much.
6: Thank you. And uh, we will,
5: uh, I will have these great pictures of Bobby Chula on our Facebook page. Uh, this is
3: Charlie Saladino. And L-Man signing off. Back to you, Mark. Hey, guys. This is Christy from Custom Cakes by Christy. I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm keeping my private kitchen open for any needs your family may have. I've been focusing on bread, soups, muffins, quiches, and other basics, but I'm still accepting dessert orders as well. Please follow my Facebook for immediate pickup items. Private message me for custom orders. Custom Cakes by Christy INC. K-R-I-S-T-Y. Text me at 631-606-8166.
2: This is Tammy Stronach, um, best known for playing the childlike empress in The NeverEnding Story, an upcoming man and witch fantasy film. You are listening to It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. All right, Radioheads. What's Radiohead? It's you. It's what I call people. Listen to our show. It Came From The Radio. So uh, Mark Torres asked me to do a review of the movie Titanic 666. We were lucky enough to get screeners from Tubi, which is kind of cool. You get to watch movies before they come out. But I don't know if you know how I feel about uh, movie reviews. Uh, It's who cares. (laughs) That's my attitude on a lot of things in life. But I don't care about movie reviews. Almost every review of everything ever, except hotels, but movies and songs, I don't care about the reviews. It's usually the opposite of my opinion. I actually saw Jared Leto. Uh, got nominated for, like, worst actor ever. It was, like, one of my favorite performances in Gucci. Anyway, this is supposed to be about the Titanic 666 movie. So uh, why don't I take a break from taking a break from this interview and sit down at this very important conference table and tell you about the movie. All right, so the movie I thought was a little scary. Um, If you're into horror movies, this definitely wasn't a horror movie at all uh, for horror junkies I'm in a few horror movies myself (laughs) Um, it's really not too scary I guess maybe for teenagers and young kids they'd probably be scared the jump scares there's a lot of jump scares in them and there's a lot of like funny I guess maybe CGI like ghost type of stuff I don't want to give away the whole movie but there's there's some ghost aspects and uh, you know what since this is a review I'll just tell you about the movie. I guess that's what we're doing here, right? I committed to this. So. Actually, I didn't really commit to this. No, I did. I told Mark I'd do it. So Titanic 666, basically a bunch of people, uh, including very, very funny influencer played by actress Annalyn McCord, who was supposed to do an interview with me, but that got called off. I don't know. I'm not, no no diss to Annalyn McCord, but I was very excited. And I had some really funny questions for her, but she was great Adeline McCord gave a very funny performance as the epitome of your annoying influencer who's, oh my god, she's on the Titanic, oh my god, I can't believe I'm on the Titanic 666. So the Titanic 666 is basically a replica boat of the Titanic, and her and her influencer boyfriend go on this boat and... uh, well, there's some ghosts from beyond the grave that were on the original Titanic who aren't happy. I mean, I think that the boat, the whole point of this uh, Titanic thing was to sell tickets for people to visit the actual gravesite of where the Titanic actually sunk. So the ghosts weren't happy. That's pretty much the whole gist of it. The ghosts were also not happy that there was a man on the Titanic six 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 selling wear, selling bracelets, and I don't know, other items from the actual Titanic days. Uh, I found it entertaining. I think my favorite, honestly, if Adeline McCord wasn't in this, I'd probably be bored. Uh, I get bored very easily. You'll hear about that in my next movie review. I told Mark I would do. Very bored, very bored by this movie. Oh my God. But I wasn't bored by Titanic 666. Adeline McCord looked beautiful. She was very funny. And uh, sometimes when people play annoying roles, they're just annoying. But I thought she was funny. I actually laughed out loud a few times. So Adeline McCord, you made this movie worth watching. Um, it's all about the actors for me. So not, no diss to the movie. But I like to see someone who's fun to look at um, or pretty. I, I, I and Beauty is... It's a dopamine rush for me. So I would say, uh, yeah, Adeline McCord's good looks and good figure and the cool clothes that they chose for her were fun to watch. So that was a nice little treat for my eyes. And uh, you had some nice visions of the water, and it does transport you. and makes you think, you know, you're kind of on the water uh, for better or for worse. You know, at the beginning, it's nice. At the end, well, this movie's about the Titanic, so being on the water wasn't exactly a nice thing at that point. So, you know, being on the water is uh well, it's not really a nice thing for me either. Uh I'll end this re- really dumb interview. I almost said I almost said the R word uh with saying that a psychic told me that she thinks that I am a reincarnation of well, uh, a pimp and also a rich lady who died on Titanic. We're at the 5-minute mark, so Hope you enjoyed this review of Titanic 666. Back to you, Mark, and thanks for listening to It Came From The Radio. Feel free to send me private messages reviewing me or telling me how you liked this review and if you think I should do more of them. I'll tell you my answer. I don't think I should.
0: If you had any honor,
5: you would listen to Sci-Fi.Radio, the sci-fi for your Wi-Fi
0: now back to our show so that about does it for this week on the came from radio join us right here any week on this radio station if you miss any part of this show tough go to our newly revised website www.itcamefromradio.com the archives will be up in a week or so check us out on such places as btd.radio sci-fi.radio indievolt.com check us out on our places such as facebook Instagram, YouTube page, Twitter.
2: And always follow the cost-benefit ratio. If the benefits outweigh the costs, do it. If the costs outweigh the benefits, don't do it. Or
1: just Google It Came From The Radio.
0: And we'll see you next week. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.